Thank you, Jesus. Yes, he is worthy of all praise in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. You know, when we first get to heaven, when we have a combined um, conglomerate or, or congregation up there, the Bible says there's going to be tremendous praise and glory that's going to go up in Jesus' name. Um, there's times that Israel was able to win um, uh, battles that they were greatly outnumbered simply because they followed the direction that God is to be praised. And so I don't think that he, I, I don't think he's any different today than he was then. And so praising God is not about circumstances. If it is, it, get, it becomes very shallow. If all we're praising God for is what he's done for us, I'm saying that's enough to get started. That's okay. But man, when you can get into the depths of great praise that just begins to praise him for who he is, that, I'm telling you something, folks, that, that will really literally move things in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's pray for the country of... Um, Ukraine, if we can do that right now. I, I feel like uh, we've gotten some reports back. Our churches are are in the, in the midst of it, in Jesus' name. And there's things that are happening there that, of course, we just cannot understand right now. But we know our God is on the throne. Would you just lift your hands right now? Let's go to the Lord. The apostolic movement in Ukraine right now, in Jesus' name. God, I'm believing for great things to happen for tremendous things to come about, Lord God, because of the move of your spirit in Jesus' name. Yes, touch and strengthen, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Move upon, Lord God, these people. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, the word of the Lord, praise God, is having tremendous recourse. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Um, just in case you're trying to call the church on that landline, um, for some reason it's not working right now. We're hoping to get that taken care of by tomorrow. Um, and so... The uh, 687-0074 number is not working right now, but hopefully by the beginning of next week we'll be able to get that going in Jesus' name. Don't forget tonight, um, uh, men, of course, uh, we're having our Bible study here at the church, uh, beginning in the prayer he out here, prayer at 530, and then, of course, we will, um, we will meet in the back. We're talking about another character that I think is going to help us, Jabez. And um, the topic of tonight's subject is that men don't pass their pain on, in Jesus' name. And so I'm uh, going to do a little bit of reviewing tonight so that we can understand where we're at. But the book has been a good book. And so I hope that you will join us tonight, in Jesus' name, if you are a man. And come and let's, um, let's celebrate the fact that God is on the throne. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to um, uh, turn your attention here this morning to the book of 1 Corinthians. I thank God for his supernatural power. Amen. Um, uh, I thank God for his miracle-working power. Praise God. But let's look at the scripture as it says in chapter number 1 of 1 Corinthians. Amen. So, so glad that we serve the Almighty God. Bible says in verse 25, verse 25, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 
says there, it says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Yeah, it says, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Praise God. The Bible goes on to say, and the base things of the world and things that are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to bring uh, to not things that are. And the reason for that is, of course, very simple. It says in verse 29 there, it says that no flesh should glory in his presence. It says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Praise God. I hope that that is making complete sense to you today. Amen. Um, we used a term on Wednesday night, counterintuitive, and this is how God sometimes operates, things that seemingly don't make any sense. They just seem like they're not the way it should be. Naturally speaking, God will invert his spiritual thinking, and, um, and it's an amazing thing. And, of course, we can see that one of the major reasons for that is so that flesh won't get any glory. Amen. And that's the mercy of God, by the way. It really is. Because if we do get glory, the vast majority of us, there might be some exception to the rule, but the vast majority will get a big head. And pride will come in, and pretty soon, you know, our dependence on God will begin to falter. And pretty soon, we're right back in what the, the Scripture talks about in the spirit of iniquity. And the spirit of iniquity is a lot of it can be done or can be explained with self-worth, self-me. I'm the one that can handle this. I can do this. But blessed are the poor in spirit. Praise God, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And so this morning, I'm glad. I'm glad that we can realize this. Hopefully, God will, will give us example after example of how we can do this. I'm going to give you two distinct ways in which you can keep that going in your life here as the Bible study progresses here today. Um, before we, we go into the Bible study, if you wouldn't mind, I, I, I just remembered this. We've had a longstanding minister in this district, Brother O.G. Garcia. He uh, pastored in Riverton for a long time, just a tremendous man. Came up here um, out of Texas. He was um, worked for an oil company up here and then retired from that oil company back in 1985. Um, I think he was only like 80 or 55 years of age. He had an early retirement and then became the pastor full-time in Riverton, Wyoming, and was just absolutely a pillar there in Jesus' name. 92 years old, he passed away here this past week. And um, I know his family is, is, um, is hurting for that, but he was a tremendous man. And so if you wouldn't mind just right now where you're sitting, would you just lift your hands and let's ask God to touch the Garcia family. Lord, we thank you for people that are absolutely stable, people who through the years have just absolutely always been there. And of course, this describes, in my estimation, Brother Garcia. He has been a tremendous pillar in this district. 
And Lord God, I know he's in a better place today. I understand that, Lord God. I'm not grieving for him. In fact, I'm excited about what's going on in his life right now in Jesus' name. But the family, I know they're going to be hurting for a few months and probably for even a few years. But Lord God, I know that you're there. You're their comfort. I'm praying that all of those children that are not serving God right now will come back and they will understand and, and take another look at what their father has left them as a legacy. And I'm believing this to happen, Lord God, because all things together do work for the good. And I believe this is working right now in that city. This is working in that family right now. Oh, yes. In fact, I call that to place right now in the name of Jesus, giving you the praise and the glory, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. You are the one, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I give you the praise and the glory for all that you are doing in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. I thank God for prayer. I thank God that we know in the name of Jesus. And the, and the Lord is so good in Jesus' name. Praise God. You know, we talk about the, the things that don't make sense. And that sometimes can catch us off guard. And in the scripture, you're going to find that a lot. You're going to find that there are times that God just... Um, to the natural person, did not make any sense, praise God. And it, the Bible explains this in, in, in 1 Corinthians there, chapter number 2, when it says that, but as it is written in verse number 9, 2 Corinthians 2 and 9, it says, or 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, it says, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, Neither has or have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Our natural man cannot contain this, is really what this is saying. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Everybody say, by his spirit. By his spirit. Praise God. Amen. For the spirit, or the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. That's why what happened to Kevin on Sunday night is so absolutely, not only appropriate, but so fantastic, praise God. Because when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's exactly what will happen, is that you give God the ability to begin to show you things, to begin to help you to understand, praise God, that the natural man just isn't going to do it. But when the natural man taps into the Spirit of God, oh, hallelujah. How many are glad that you're tapping into the Spirit of God? I'm telling you. Truly, like we sang this morning, all things are possible. Come on, I'm telling you, if you, got to, if you need a healing here today, you can just lift up your hands. You can begin to touch the throne of grace in Jesus' name, Lord God. Oh, come on, let's just take, a, just take about 30 seconds right now and let's allow God to do something right here in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. And so many times this is what we see. We see that Jesus um, himself would do things and, and God would allow certain things to happen in the name of Jesus. I'm thinking of a time when, when the nation of Israel finally got over on the other side of Jordan. 
I mean, it took him a while, but God was, he, he just did and, and, and was there, praise God. And one of the first obstacles that they come in contact with, of course, is the walled city of Jericho. And in those days, cities were very, very important, praise God. They would put walls around them, make sure that the gates were secure. In fact, even when Jerusalem was built, praise God, that's the same thing that happened, amen. But God had a way to, to confound this. God had a way of doing this. And it's, a lot of it is predicated upon our obedience to God. Amen. I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it in passing here today. There are five elements to the faith of God. Now, our faith really has to do more with faithfulness. If we can just recognize that, God, I'm going to be there every time I can. I'm going to open that book anytime I can. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do these things. Praise God. That's called faithfulness. And a lot of times by our faithfulness, we're right where God wants us to be for him to perform a miracle. But a lot of the faith of God depends on the blood of the lamb. Praise God. It depends on the name of Jesus. What is the name or the name of God? What is that name? Yes, calling upon the name of the Lord. And then, of course, the word of God and the spirit of God. Praise God. Jesus said the true worshipers would worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Praise God. And then the last element that a lot of times is there is called obedience. If we will just do what God says to do in Jesus' name. Jesus, in performing his first miracle, proved this out. Praise God. Nobody knew exactly what he was going to do, but he gave the instruction to fill those water pots to the brim and then take out a little bit and take it to the steward of the feast. And when the man tasted the water, praise God, it was turned into wine in Jesus' name. And a lot of that was based upon, of course, obedience in Jesus' name. And so, you know, this is the thing that you and I must understand. The natural man has a, struggles with this. That's why it's important for us uh, on a regular basis to do the things that God wants us to do in Jesus' name. And so in that time, that's what God said. He said, Mo, or, uh, Joshua, I want you to march those people all the way around that walled city every day. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. And they would do that. Then on the seventh day, he said, we're going to do it seven times. Amen. And when you're done with that, I want you to put out a shout, praise God, like you've never done before. Some of you have been doing that in this place today. And I want you to understand there's freedom in the, in the power of God here today because of that in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something. When they begin to shout unto the Lord, praise God, the Bible says those walls came down. And they were able to go in there and conquer that enemy in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you that there's somebody here that there's walls up. But I'm telling you, God has given you some marching orders. You could stand right now and you could begin to give a shout to the Lord. Come on, I'm talking about things that God wants to do in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody here, do you want to give a shout to the Lord? Come on, let's do it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Come on, just begin to shout unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Several of you are trying, but I'm telling you something. It's predicated upon obedience. Come on, let's
let's try it again. Come on, somebody else, stand up and give a shout to the Lord. Come on, in the name of Jesus. That's good. That's good. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name. We're going to try it one more time. Come on, let's give a shout to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. name praise God another thing that used to or, or was kind of a, a hindrance to some people is when the Lord would call upon animal sacrifice and one of the things that God instituted right away you know we can check this out in the book of of um, Genesis praise God that when mankind after they made their mistake and knew they had made their mistake they one of the things that they tried to do Adam and Eve they tried to cover themselves and of course, that's a, that's, we come by that honestly. That's where a lot of people are at today. And I'm not here to condemn or to criticize. I'm just saying I'm thankful that I don't have to hide my sins anymore. Bible says if you've been by the way of Jesus' name, praise God, in baptism like this man is going to do here this morning, praise God, you, after that, praise God, you don't have to climb back into a baptismal every time you sin. You can begin to call upon the name of the Lord, praise God. And the Bible says that he is faithful. Come on, I'm talking about God now. Every time God is faithful, praise God, who will forgive, praise God, and wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. Come on, does somebody want to just lift up their hand and thank God for that? Come on, we got a lot to be thankful for, folks. We got a lot to be shouting about in the name of Jesus. I thank God for that. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, how great is our God. Sing it with me, how great is our God. Sing it with me, how great is our God. Oh, how great, how great is our God. Amen. I'm telling you something. Our God is great. In Jesus' name, praise God. So out history, you know, of mankind that is, praise God, God has, has, has instituted things like this that just doesn't make sense to the, to the natural man. I'm thinking of another person. His name was Naaman. And he had quite a reputation in the world at that time, praise God. In fact, the Bible says that he was a man of valor. He was a soldier. He was one that had been through many ba battles. But the, one, the big blemish on his life was the fact that he was a leper. And of course, we don't understand that today. I don't even understand it because leprosy in our country on the most part has been eradicated. But leprosy back then wasn't, and it was a shame. It was not something that people were proud of. And it was, again, one of those things that people tried to hide. In fact, they would institute cities or little villages where they would put these people so they would be out of sight, out of mind. But how many knows we serve a healer, praise God. 
I'm telling you, this is what God wants to do. But again, once again, God sometimes will test a person. Are you going to believe me? Are you going to follow what I tell you to do in Jesus' name? Listen to me, folks. It's not that complicated in the name of Jesus. I believe that God wants to heal people. In fact, there's about two or three of you in here right now that God doesn't want you to go home with that on your mind or on your heart or on your body right now. He wants to heal you in the name of Jesus. But you understand the story. Yes. You know, it was told to him to go to the prophet, the man of God, praise God, and that's what he did. Somebody say obedience. But boy, what the man of God, you know, told him to do, he didn't like. And he said, just go to that river Jordan, dip yourself seven times. And I'm not going to belabor this, but we know that Naaman got very upset about this. This was not something that he was expecting, praise God. But the natural man... Come on, this is what you and I must understand, praise God. Here's another one of those examples that God deliberately, praise God, not to make Naaman look bad, but God was proving so that no man would get the glory in Jesus' name. And so after a little bit of an explanation and a short Bible study with his servants, praise God, he was finally convinced to go down to that water, even though it was muddy, even though it didn't make any sense to the natural man, but he went down in obedience. And the Bible says when he came out of that water, water the seventh time. Come on, somebody say seven. Come on, I'm telling you, you're either going to march around a city seven times, or maybe you're going to dip in some water, praise God, seven times. And the Bible says that he came out of that water completely whole in the name of Jesus. Now, I don't know what God's going to tell you to do here today. It might be part of this sermon. I don't know, but all I'm telling you is if you'll have faith in the blood of the Lamb, if you'll have faith in the name of Jesus, if you'll have faith in his word and if you're baptized in the spirit or if you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you'll obey him praise God you can expect the same results today because the scripture says he is the same today yesterday today and forever in the name of Jesus come on lift up your hands again I'm telling you something he's God and there's nobody like him in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah hallelujah Jesus Oh, how great is our God. Sing it with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Once again, how great is our God. Sing it with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Come on, lift your hands again and give a shout to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus
And then there's other times that God would just use natural means, that he would just say, listen, if you'll follow my direction, praise God, anything can happen, praise God. You know, the nation of Israel had, had backslid. They'd gotten to a place where they weren't depending on God again. And they were trying to live life. And they would plant crops. And those crops would rise up. And then the armies from the out, outer uh, uh, portion of them would come in. It's just just right, right away into harvest. Right, right when it was time to pick, you know, and, and, and to reap that harvest. And they would confiscate all of that. Amen. And I don't know the first time that happened, if, if they got irritated or got mad, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a couple of you in here today that that's exactly part of your story, praise God. This world has come in, praise God, and confiscated some things. You know, the Bible refers to it sometimes as having a, a, a sack of money with holes in it. It just seems like it leaks out in Jesus' name. And I'm not condemning or criticizing anybody. I'm here today to tell you that God can heal that in the name of Jesus. God can touch that and help you to become a productive citizen, help you to begin to obtain some things and recognize, praise God, you don't have to live as a pauper anymore. You can live, praise God, as a child of the Almighty King in the name of Jesus, praise God. But God was giving specific orders, and he said, let's gather everybody who really wants to fight. And, of course, 30,000 came out to begin with. But then he said, well, let's just, the ones that really, really want to fight, and, and ended up with just 10,000, you know. And then, of course, God was saying, listen, I've got I've to slim this down a little bit. Let's not forget what we talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, that no flesh... Come on, that no flesh would get the glory in Jesus' name, praise God. So even in natural ways, God will make, make a way, praise God, that nobody, praise God, can dispute the fact that God was doing it. And again, it depended on obedience. It depended on a man of God getting the marching orders from the Lord. And then with 300 people, praise God, strategically placed in that place and at a certain time, hallelujah, and following the direct orders of the man of God, who was getting his orders directly from the Almighty God. Can you say amen? I'm telling you something with a pitcher and with a, with, with a candle in that pitcher, praise God. The Bible says that they were able to defeat an army of thousands, praise God. I'm here to tell you folks, that's the same God that you and I serve today, praise God. That he's the one that can turn things upside down. He can take a situation just like yours, sir, and he can turn it around, praise God, to his glory and people can just sit there in awestruck praise God of what the Lord has done in Jesus name come on can you say amen come on lift up your hand right now and give God some praise give him glory I know it's, this has been hard for several of you in here today I understand that and pastor is not picking on you I'm just trying to reach for you because I'm telling you something I'm convinced that there's an almighty God that cares there's an almighty God that really does care in the name of Jesus. Come on. He's here today. He's here just like he was back then. Oh, oh my. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How great is our God. Sing it with me. How great is our God and all will see how great how great is our God he is great once again how great 
is our God. Just sing it with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Jesus name how great is our God in the name of Jesus and so you and I we can understand praise God we can understand that if the man of God comes along and he happens to imitate the Lord Jesus Christ and he spits on the ground praise God and makes these little clay balls and there's a guy sitting there that hasn't seen from birth, praise God. And he sticks them in his head, praise God, and tells him to go wash in a certain fountain, praise God. We can expect the God who created the body, the God who went to the cross, the God who loves us more than anything, praise God, can heal because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, praise God. I'm here to tell you, praise God, we can depend upon God. That's it, praise God. The natural man sometimes is going to struggle with these things but the Bible says he has shown those to us or he has given them to us via his spirit praise God that's why if you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost praise God oh I just hope that before this service is over you'll begin to lift up your hands and you'll begin to praise the almighty God you're not ashamed I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ come on I'm telling you something he is my healer he is the one that gets all of the glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Because He is. He is the same yesterday, today. And forever, praise God. Again, in the Old Testament, we can learn so much from what God wants us to do. One of the things that the children of Israel learned is they learned consistency. They learned how to come to the Lord and begin to do on a daily basis things that he told them to do, praise God. And it might have looked strange to a world, you know, that was out there. It might have even felt a little strange to them to begin with. But boy, the Shekinah of God would come down on that temple, praise God. Oh, hallelujah that little makeshift, you know, um, uh, tabernacle that they had in, in, the, in the Old Testament, praise God, on the Day of Atonement. Oh, hallelujah, the Shekinah of God would come down and receive their sacrifice in the name of Jesus, and their sins were completely rolled ahead, amen, because God already had a time in mind, praise God, where there was going to be a cross that was going to be able to take care of all the sins of the world in Jesus' name, praise God. But, you know, just like, just like um, you know, human beings sometimes, we forget these things. We get going through things and we get to having uh, certain situations happen in our lives. And, and just naturally, praise God, it's just easy for us to kind of let go. Amen. Let me, let me read for you in a, a scripture in the book of Hebrews to kind of start this segment off. Look at Hebrews chapter number, I believe it's chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter number 2. And the scripture says there, 
It says, therefore, we ought, in verse number 1, Hebrews 2 and 1, it says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed, it says, to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Again, I'm not trying to be negative, folks, but if the Scripture talks about the fact that you and I can let some things slip, you can rest assured that that can happen. And I believe that's why God will put certain faithful things in our lives that will keep these things cemented, praise God, because that's what we have to do. And it's not some kind of a ritual. It's not something that God's saying, listen, you're working your way to heaven and that type of thing. I just want you to be reminded of the fact, praise God, that I choose certain things that the natural man's going to struggle with. But if you'll recognize them and you'll begin to be obedient to them, you can expect some powerful things to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember just to, to make this personal, years ago in, in 2004, I'll never forget getting the phone call from the, from the hospital down in Galesburg. And it was my daughter, praise God. And she had um, that night before, early in the morning, and this was about 9 o'clock, maybe 8.30 in the morning on Sunday morning. And about 4 o'clock that more previous morning, or that morning, she had gotten into an accident and she flipped her van. And I mean, you know, I'll never forget, I still have pictures of it. I mean, it's just amazing to me that anybody, anybody could have came out of that van. It's just amazing, you know. But yet she did. And she doesn't remember a whole lot. She remembers getting out of the van and walking down the highway. She, I don't know how far she was from Galesburg at that point in time, but she was a little ways. And somebody picked her up in the middle of the night. Amen. And the hospital told us this, that, they, the, that it was a man, that some man had picked her up, took her to the hospital, and brought her inside and said, this latest girl is, 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 is hurt. And they put this, uh, her on a gurney and and one of the nurses made reference to the fact that she just turned around to see where the guy was and he was gone. Now you can do what you want about situations like that, but I cover my kids with the blood of the Lamb. I cover my kids with the name of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. My God kept my daughter from being killed. And if you would take a look at that van, I'm going to tell you something. There's no natural way that anybody... I'm talking about seats in that van that came unbolted praise God, and flew all over the place. And she was the only one in that van in the name of Jesus, praise God. And this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of God that you and I serve when something is unnatural, praise God. Our God is there with his hand in the name of Jesus. In fact, I'm going to be very bold, and I'm going to say the angels of the Lord can become ministering spirits sent forth for those that are heirs of salvation. This is what I believe, folks. I'm telling you something. I'm glad. I serve a God that can dispatch angels at any time in the name of Jesus. You need something here today? Come on, there's faith in this place right now. Why don't you lift up your hands right now and call upon the name of the Lord? Come on, right now. Come on, claim that in the name of Jesus. Right now, it's in this place in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I don't want these things to slip away. Come on, I don't want to get to the place where the doom and gloom comes back in and I don't believe the things of God anymore. Come on, I don't want that to happen and I don't think that you do either. 
Oh, come on. Somebody's ready to break through right now, right in this place in the name of Jesus. Come on. If God can do it for my daughter, he can do it for your children. He can do it for your kids. He can do it for you in the name of Jesus. Come on. I'm telling you, he is the God of all gods. There is nobody like him in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. That's it, Lord God. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, how great is our God. Sing it with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Oh, hallelujah. He is a great almighty God. In Jesus' name. And so there's no question in my mind that God will insert things in Scripture that will help us on a daily basis to recognize who we serve. I have not seen nor ears heard what, is, what, what God has in store for them that love him, but, he's, but he shows them to us. He brings them to us a lot of times by his spirit, praise God. In the Old Testament, it was, it was prophesied, praise God, in the book of Zechariah, that, you know, um, how is this going to happen? And, and God just simply said, not by might and not by power, but by thy spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. This is how God determined to do it. That's why on the day of Pentecost, it was such an event, praise God, because God was showing the world, praise God, that he means what he says, and he says what he means in Jesus' name. But in Numbers chapter 28, I want to show you something here, praise God, something that's extremely important to us. And as I've already alluded to before, I'm glad, you know, I'm thankful we don't have to offer animal sacrifices. You know, that's what was required in the Old Testament. So you and I must understand that none of that, none of that would get God's attention. All it would do is negate what Jesus has done. And that's why we have to be careful that we don't take charge in the flesh. Because a lot of times that's what, that, that's what happens. Is that we start relying upon ourselves. We start saying, hey, I can do these things. I can take charge of this. I can go there. I can be this and all that kind of business. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. All we do is we end up disappointing ourselves in Jesus' name. And so in the 28th chapter of the book of Numbers, verse number one, I want to show you something here that I feel like is very, very, very important for us to grasp in the spirit in this day. The scripture says, and the Lord spake unto Moses in verse number one. This is in Numbers 28. It says, command. Look at somebody and say, command. See, there's times when God doesn't even, doesn't, he just, he winds up and he throws the, he's, it's a 95 or coming right down the gut right now. He didn't even warm up. He says, command the children of Israel and say unto them, my offering and my bread for my sacrifice is made by fire for a sweet savor unto me shall you observe to offer unto me in their due season. Notice this. He's saying, I want you to do these things. Even though your natural man might get tired, I want you to do these things because in my opinion, they bring us back to the place to where we can understand who God is again. And the Bible says in verse number three, it says, and thou shalt say unto them, this is the offering made by fire which you shall offer unto the Lord. It says, two lambs, it says, of the first year without spot, 
day by day for a continual burnt offering. Now notice this. This is not the atonement offering. This is not where they go in once a year and they offer the lamb and put that blood on the mercy seat. This is a daily thing that God is commanding them to do. And notice, it is not some option. It is a commandment, praise God. And there are two lambs. And the Bible says in number four, there, verse number four, and the one lamb, it says, shall thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shall thou offer at evening. Now, you've got to be careful with typology in the Bible that you're not making doctrines out of things. And I want to be extremely careful right now. But I want to give you two things, in my opinion, that are very applicable in the New Testament. No, I'm not asking you to start raising sheep. I'm not asking you to start getting lambs and let's just start shedding blood and get back to what the Old Testament is saying. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about offering up things to God on a daily basis, praise God, that will help us, that will bring us to a place, praise God, where we know what God is doing. In this movement called the Pentecostal movement, more in particularly the apostolic movement, holiness has always been a question. People have always had the natural man, if I can put it that way, has always struggled with distinction. It always has. And I'm not here to teach or to preach on that this morning. I'm just here to say that if you struggle with that, I'm going to tell you it's probably your natural man that's struggling. That when you come into the Spirit of God and God begins to deal with you about certain issues and certain distinctions, praise God, they will make sense at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. They always will in the name of Jesus. And that's why we've got to keep coming back, even if we don't understand. And here's one of the applications that I want to give you in, 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 in Romans chapter number 12. I beseech ye, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto who? And what else does it say there? Which is your? Come on, folks. I serve a God that's reasonable. I serve a God that not only wants to initially save me, but he wants to keep me saved. And then he wants to open up the portals of heaven and give me eternal salvation in the name of Jesus. This is what we're talking about, folks. We're not talking about a one and done. We're not talking about just for the next couple of weeks. We're talking about an eternity that God wants to bring into your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why he's talking about a sacrifice and a self-sacrifice. And he talks about the fact that a byproduct of this sacrifice will be that you will not be conformed to this world, but you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you're going to be able to prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. I don't know about you folks, but it's time for us to know what the will of God is every day in the name of Jesus. And this is why God instantly not a lamb sacrifice, but a self-sacrifice. That's why the people of God are always going to understand that the natural man is going to try to put off these things. But if you'll be obedient to God in the name of Jesus, and you'll do what God wants you to do, I'm going to tell you something. You can expect godly results in the name of Jesus. Oh, how great is our God. Sing it with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And more in particular, folks, the distinction between a man and a woman. 
I understand that that makes people nervous, but it doesn't me. Because we must understand, praise God, that God put that in place so that you and I would be in constant remembrance of who we are and who he is in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you folks, that's why we got to get rid of this shame. We got to get rid of this idea that I got to explain it to everybody. Listen, you can try to explain a lot of the holiness things of God as the natural man, and all you're going to get is a deer in the headlight look. But I'm telling you something, you get somebody like this to come down to an altar and get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, praise God, you don't have to explain a whole lot of things to him. Oh yeah, all you got to do is show it to him and the Spirit of the Lord will begin to explain things. Come on, can somebody lift up their hands right now and give God praise? Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm hoping this is going over the internet as hot and heavy as it's going in here. In Jesus' name. Come on, folks. It's not because I'm such a great preacher. It's because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's the Spirit of God. And that's what happens in a place like this. Hallelujah. And so again, I don't know if this is the morning or the night one. All I'm saying, it's the daily one. That's why you and I must understand and we must get back to the simple reality that God still requires a sacrifice. He still does. No, he's not doing it the way he did in the Old Testament because his blood, Jesus Christ, negated that, praise God. And you and I are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. But that doesn't just say go off and do your own thing. It says now I can live the way God wants me to live. Now I can do the things that God wants me to do. Can somebody say amen? amen. I'm telling you folks, that's what God has in store for you. In the name of Jesus. In the book of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, we made reference to this before. But in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 13, this is where you will find the, the, the second lamb, or, or another lamb, if I can put it this way. Praise God. And many of you have been able to engage in this today. You have. And I hope that the rest of you will see the benefit of this. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, praise God, in verse number 10, it says, in, 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 in 13, 13 Hebrews and 10, it says, we have an altar thereof. It says, whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts which blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. He's still making reference to the Old Testament here, okay? And then it says, wherefore Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus. He says, it says, wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate you see even exactly where he was crucified was a type and shadow of what happened in the Old Testament you and I must understand God displayed this right out in the open and then the Bible says let us go forth therefore unto him and it says without the camp bearing his reproach and that's sometimes what the natural man has to do 
And then the scripture says, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. And look at verse number 15. So by him, and who's that him? Come on, by Jesus. It says, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God con." Continually. Come on, folks, this is not when circumstances are all going your way. This isn't just when you've had a pretty good week and maybe you got a good check from the IRS this week. I'm talking about giving him praise in the name of Jesus. Now, I understand the natural man will not like this sometimes. Praise God. But I don't know about you. I'm not interested in trying to impress the natural man anymore. Come on, if you're still trying to do that, no wonder you're frustrated. No wonder you go home and you get mad and you get all upset. Come on, God doesn't want you to live life that way. He wants you to understand that God is a spirit. And actually the word A there was supplied. God is not a spirit. He is spirit, praise God. That's what he is. And so now we begin to offer spiritual sacrifices. That's what God gives us the ability to do through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God who is spirit, praise God. We can help us to do that. And so one of the ways that we do that is we begin to offer the sacrifice of praise. We begin to say, I beseech you, God, my body is a vessel for you. And so it's yours now. You can tell me exactly what to do, where to go, how to dress. It doesn't make any difference. You're the one that's in charge in Jesus' name. And we can begin to sing that song again like we were singing this morning. How great is our God. Just sing it with me. How great is our God. And now we'll see how great, how great is our God. Come on, sing it again. How great is our God. Sing it with me. How great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Peter, and, and of course, he, he wrote the epistles kind of as, as a remembrance. A lot of what he wrote was something that he was trying to help them to remember and to keep in mind in Jesus' name. And in 1 Peter chapter number 1, or I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 1, he says things like this, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, he said, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And if so be, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, Oh, kind, to whom coming as unto a lively stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Again, like Paul wrote in, in the first Corinthians, he said, the things that people thought God would accept and he would want, he doesn't do that. And that's why he chooses people like you and I, praise God, that initially the world will look at and say, man, what, what can they bring to the table? Well, the bottom line is we can't bring anything to the table other than what the Lord has done for us. And that's what makes this thing so precious, praise God. That's why Jesus was saying one day, he, and he wasn't trying to be mean, he was just trying to help that young man. 
he came to him very sincerely and said, man, what do I got to do to be saved? And man, that's a good question in my opinion. I hope everybody in the world today would ask that question. And Jesus, of course, at that time, being still under the Old Testament, he said, what does the law say? What's in the commandments? And of course, this guy, he was reading his Bible. He knew what it was. And, you know, and, and he said, man, I'm keeping these. And Jesus smiling at him. I, I believe that was true. I believe he saw the, the willingness. He said, really, he said, let me give you some advice. He said, there's something in your life that you're probably not aware of right now, but I, I know it's there. He said, why don't you sell everything you have and come follow me? What an invitation. <laughs> what an invitation. And of course, the Bible says that the man walked away and, and he was very sad because he, the, the, one form of the scripture, it says that he was a wealthy man. And it's not that wealth is bad, folks. It's just that when we depend on it, that's what the natural man will do. And Jesus made reference to this. And folks, it's true if you'll read it. He said how hard it is for a wealthy person to get into heaven. And really what he was meaning there, if you've got to study the entirety of the scripture, he was saying how hard it is for people who depend on riches to get in heaven. In fact, he gave an illustration that shows the impossibility of it. He said it's like a camel going through the eye of a needle. And I know people have, have read into that and said, well, there was a place in the gate there that was called the eye of the needle and you could just very strategically get through. That is not what that meant there. If you'll look at that, that was a literal needle that he was talking about. And you and I understand the impossibility for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It couldn't happen. And so why are people doing that? It's because sometimes that's what they're looking for is the natural man to satisfy. And again, I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm not here to tell you quit your job and, and empty your bank accounts. That's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm saying that why don't you get involved in those two why don't you begin to look at your body, your life, your conversation, wherever you go, as a living sacrifice unto God. And whatever he wants you to do, praise God. Get yourself to a place where you're growing to where you'd be willing to do that. Whatever God you want me to do, whatever you want me to say to people, wherever you want me to go and teach home Bible, so whatever you want me to do, God, I'm willing to do that. I fail to put too much on this because some of it might be my own idea. I know that God has ideas for everybody, but I know it's a daily thing. And then the next time we have a service like this, maybe even yet today, praise God, why don't you think about who are you really serving? Who are you really praising? Are you focused too much on the music or what kind of songs are being sung or who we are pointing that, that worship to? I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's no reason why anybody, anybody, Anybody can come into an apostolic church and begin to become a part of the kingdom of God as he designs for it today in Jesus' name. Let's stand here today. Let's stand. I'm telling you, God is here today. Praise God. If I don't forget, don't forget men tonight, our Bible study. 5.30 here in the sanctuary, praise God. We'll begin to pray. And I don't know, somebody's supposed to bring food. We'll figure that one out. But I'm going to tell you, why don't you, can you go back there and start that baptismal, praise God? Because after this service, we're going to have a baptism, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm rejoicing with Kevin in the name of Jesus. I'm rejoicing with Kevin in the name of Jesus. Every one of his sins are completely Washed away in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Doesn't have to take any more chances. Hallelujah. No more. 
I wonder if that's happening. Nope, we got scripture for that, don't we? Praise God. But why don't you come down to this altar right now? Come on, everybody, if you can. Come on, I want us to begin to pray a prayer together. Amen. And, and, and with the help of the Lord, I believe that there's going to be some commitments made here that's going to assure, praise God, that we're not going to forget what the Lord has done. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to lift up your hands right now. And let's begin to commit to the Lord.